This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. Hey guys, I'm Sai. Welcome to Ace Podcast Nation, the home of me, myself, and I. This is episode number 10, and I'm very happy to say that we are back with another show. We're live on Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, and of course, Ace Podcast Nation, as you well know by now, home to many a great show in the series, featuring top guests, expert analysts, and more. All you need to do is give us a follow on social media to keep up to date with guests. And of course, if you want to get our shows first, if you want to be notified whenever we go live, subscribe to that YouTube channel, click the bell for notifications. And that means that every time we go live, you'll get a notification. And also means that when we drop YouTube exclusive content, which is normally like the pre-recorded shows, which uh, we've got a, a very very popular and interesting series, My Story, uh, coming soon back for uh, Season 3. Click that bell for notifications. You get notified every time we upload a little trailer, a little clip, or a new episode, a new series. But uh, if you prefer your podcast in audio platform, audio form, prefer to listen to it at the gym and on whatever you're doing on the way to the shop, round the shops like I do, so I don't have to speak to people, then we are part of the Sports Social Podcast Network, the UK's first dedicated sports podcast network. You can find all the shows produced by us there, um, all nice and tidy in their own little website, so yeah, it, within the Sports Social website. But uh, do check out sport-social.co.uk, and there you will find all of our shows, all of our content. It's good. It's good. We like it. Um, so, uh, just as we wait for a few of the stragglers, we'll have a little a little update on the old Super uh, Super Six Charity Football Prediction League. Uh, so, as you know, we're supporting this uh, charity football league. Uh, Maggie Centre and Mind Mental Health Charity is the two charities which we're getting behind, uh, and it's full of myself, loads of different football fans from uh, various clubs, and of course, a load of ex footballers involved as well. You can test your knowledge against our very own Rodri Giggs, Andy Campbell, etc., and really see who knows what about what but uh this week we had richie edwards had a great week scoring 14 points but he just missed out on the top spot which went to jamie richards knight jamie also moved up to third in the overall league with that result uh martin mchattie also had a good round and has moved up to fifth overall our new overall leader with his first week in the top spot is none other than jason payne well done jason uh, Gavin Gordon has been on fire recently. Another great week means he's still uh, top of the celebrity table. And after forgetting my predictions, even though you all reminded me on Friday with the show with Rodri, uh, I forgot. And Rodri has now cut my lead over him to 20 points as he is hunting me down. I better start doing him. Can't let him catch me. But uh, the next round is three o'clock on Saturday. So don't forget, get your predictions in. Let's go as it were 
So uh, lots and lots to talk about. So much to talk about in football, like with the managers and everything like that. Um, Cardiff City finally got some points on the board. Neil Warnock sacked from Middlesbrough. The Villa, uh, Dean Smith's left Villa. Norwich sacked their manager after they got the first win of the season. So much to talk about. I'm going to do a lot of talking as ever because it's just me for the majority of the show. Um, I'm hoping I'm going to be joined by Cullen from the Central uh, Central Club podcast in a bit. Uh, he's going to talk a bit about the great shows they've been doing recently, as well as uh, his appearance on my my own series, uh, My Story, which is uh, upcoming for season three very soon. Uh, and Cullen's the first guest on that uh, special two-part episode because he has quite the story. But um, let's have a look, because this show is very dependent on you guys asking the questions and uh, the subjects and stuff like that. I I don't hold back on too much stuff. But uh, welcome, Leslie, James, Lorna, uh, Reese, Rye, uh, Craig, uh, James, Richie, Donna, Matthew, Geraint. Oh, good to see Cade. Hope your dad's well, my friends. Um, so interestingly, Reese and Reese's mum in the chat there. Uh, I was up their way uh, a couple of days ago up in Port Talbot. Is Port Talbot in Swansea? Because I asked Reese and my wife, um, what's the postcode in Port Talbot because they keep telling me it's not in Swansea and the postcode is SA12 or whatever so you tell me guys what does the SA stand for because it doesn't say CF does it just saying just saying but um I do love to stir a bit of trouble my wife hates it when I say that uh hi Kelly GD Parry welcome oh, lots of lots of right let's have a look and let's have a look at some of these questions what we got straight off Straight off the bat, as it were. Let's go. Lots of people. Lots of people. Um, need to update your back, backdrop. Uh, Garen says, yeah, I do need to update it, mate. But it was only ever supposed to be temporary because um, it was only supposed to be a short thing. I didn't expect to be still doing it 10 weeks later. But we're, we're nearly at a, a solution, as it were. But uh, let's have a look. Cardiff, yeah. Uh, how are you feeling this week? Said last week you weren't feeling great. Yeah, I, I feel all right, mate. I'm just been feeling a bit run down, as it were, but all right. Um, let's have a look. Can't believe you lot didn't remind me to do my super six. Like, what are used to you if you don't remind me to do these things? Like, I just don't know. Um, what did Kelly say there? Kelly says, So, who's the next Cardiff City manager going to be? Now, this is interesting um, to me because I had a bit of a, not a rant, but I had a bit of a moan on Friday's show with Rodri because I got a bit frustrated with the fact that the Welsh media keeps kind of linking um, Craig Bellamy with it because I feel like it's a bit disingenuous, like it's stirring the pot a bit. Like, number one, He's obviously taking a break from, from football and whatever you want to call it um, for, for personal reasons. Great. Good for him. I'm glad he is. Uh, if he's struggling, he should you know certainly address those issues and stuff like that. Um, but also, I believe he had said previously he didn't want to be manager of Cardiff City under Vincent Tan, I think. I'd have to go back and look at the quote, exact quote, but I think it was something along those lines. So I do think that... Mm, is it likely? I think it's unlikely. However, I don't think it would be the worst, uh, the worst appointment. Um, I'm glad. I've got to say, I'm glad that it looks like Chris Wilder is going to Middlesbrough. Um, I really didn't like the way he can. I, I've got to say, first and foremost, 
did a phenomenal job at Sheffield United. Phenomenal. And I don't think he deserved to be sacked. I think he had earned a bit more time by the way they had performed in the previous couple of seasons. You know, that's at one point they were like in the Champions League spots for, for Christ's sake. You know, what, what, they, what are we expecting here from Sheffield United? And look at where they are now. However, I didn't like the way he conducted himself in interviews and, and stuff like that when things went a bit wrong for him towards the end. I didn't like that side of him. I thought he was pretty much, I thought he was rude, a bit of a bully. Um, and I don't like that at all. And ultimately, I just think I, I'm glad he was. I wouldn't have been devastated if he had been appointed Cardiff City manager. However, I'm I'm not disappointed that he's going to, to Middlesbrough. Um, there's no such thing as mutual agreement. I whilst I, I, I agree, I agree with you, right? Technically, Warnock wasn't sacked, but as Leslie says straight away underneath you, there's no such thing as mutual agreement. You can't tell me that Neil Warnock's been preparing all season and and working hard and blah blah blah, and then all of a sudden he's decided, oh yeah, I think we should go. So um, yeah. Um on the card of thing. Yeah, I, uh, Craig, I agree with you. I think Middlesbrough sacked Neil Warnock or got rid of him, whatever you want to say it like. They got rid of him because they wanted Chris Wilder and they were worried. Obviously, you've got Barnsley sniffing around for a new manager, Cardiff sniffing around for a new manager. And that was one noticeable thing this weekend is the international break came and these clubs, Premier League, Championship, whatever, they made their decision, right, international break, we've got time, let's get this manager out. And you know who stuck out and not doing it was Manchester United. And I um, I said to Rodri last night, I did. Um, he's really kind of sold me on um, on Brendan Rodgers being the right pick for Manchester United going forward because everything which I look at, I just think it fits perfectly. I think it's a that would be a really good choice. And apparently, it said in a couple of couple of the papers today, uh, the Times, I think, was one of them, that uh, Brendan Rodgers is happy to take over at Manchester United from Solskjaer. But he would prefer to wait till the end of the season rather than do it sort of now. Um, so, yeah, I, I understand that fully. But the Cardiff City manager is a difficult one. I think um, there's so many different choices. My personal choice, and it's in my personal choice, probably a bit of bias in there, is um, is Roger Giggs. No, I'm joking. Um, my personal choice would be probably Roy King. And I know people will be like, eh but I believe that's the right choice. Um, so um, we'll come back to, to that and we'll get our guests' uh, opinion on that as well. Um, Steve Bruce of Man United, Donna says, good grief, can you imagine? Um, but uh, I'm delighted to be joined by uh, the co-host of the Central Club podcast, Mr. Cullen Mace joins me. How are you, mate? Let's change that overlay so we can see your beautiful face. There we go. Oh. What's happening, buddy? You all right, mate? Yeah, I'm good. How are you, Sorry. Yeah, I'm good, mate. I'm. Uh, it's it's been a it's been a weekend. I'll say that it's been uh, just been not. I don't know where it went. Like it just was really good, yeah, really quick. Like and just before I knew it, it was Monday morning, and I was feeling wobbly. And I've drunk far too much coffee today to the point where I'm feeling a bit like coffee trash now. But uh, yeah, so. are you flat out on the coffee all the time? Um, no, I don't drink loads of it, mate. Like, but well, I just drink like a couple of cappuccinos a day, really. But that's mainly because like, I got Crohn's disease when I so it's like I'm not really supposed to drink coffee or have dairy and stuff like that, and I'm not supposed to smoke either. And I do all three in abundance, so it's like 
I don't know myself, but like um, today I was at the shop and I discovered this bottle. It was like a bottle, like about the size of that, and um, it's it was like a espresso coffee with like almond milk or something. And I was like, it says like drink, you know, it's in shots or small portions. And I was just like, this is wicked, really nice. And then about a half hour later, I was just like, my heart rate was going. I was like, oh, okay, this was probably a mistake. But um, <laughs> I think I'm feeling the effects of it now, mate, like a crashing. But uh, yeah, that's what I do. So I, if, if I'm like, I drink loads of coffee. I need a coffee in the morning, like definitely, and then. But I'm finding the more coffee I'm drinking, the tight, like, the quicker the come down, and 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 like the harder the come down as well, you know. Yeah, you end up drinking more and more of it, mate. Don't you? It's uh, it's it's madness. So you had a, a another busy weekend, mate, with the with the podcast and stuff. What uh, what was the what were you recording yesterday? Um. So yesterday we done um, Decker Gordon Heggy. Decker Heggy, his name is. Um, he's he's a bare-knuckle fighter, champion. Um, he's quite a controversial guy, to be honest, in the in the YouTube game at the moment. Yeah. Um, there's a big trolling campaign going up against him. So, right, basically, okay. uh, a bit of a background behind him. He's uh, <clears throat> from Carlisle, uh, Cumbria That's Way. That's right, yeah, yeah. He's been in a few films, haven't he? Yeah, yeah. He's been in, like, yeah. Corrupted. Uh, Wasn't is, he in um, Lenny McLean film? Um, yeah, yeah, he's he's the governor. The um, I think it's the opening, the opening fight. So yeah. basically, it's mad because we talk about it on the podcast how the fate became to him going in that because we were talking about like childhood heroes and stuff when you're up when you know when you're a kid and like some people are into like movie stars like you know like uh, cartoons. Some people are like someone's heroes I know I remember I had a Michael Owen uh poster on my wall. Um he his idol was Lenny McLean. So like I remember my we were saying I remember my old man used to have the book Hard Bastards and it had like it even had some football hooligans in there as well. But I remember he was Roy Shaw and Lenny McLean. So I could when he was saying he was fascinated by it, I could see how he was probably drawn into that. And yeah, he was yeah. saying like he wanted to be a governor when he was younger, just like messing about type of thing. Uh <clears throat> but during school days he was really bullied really bad. Um I've I've come to learn. And um we, we go into his all his childhood and whatnot. And uh, he was saying how he wanted to become a governor himself and he ended up becoming a, a bare knuckle uh fighter himself. And uh, ended up winning the the governor title, which is some official, uh, you know, championship made by I forgot the fella's name. I do apologise, but it's all legit. It's all official and stuff. And he was titled the governor in twenty fifteen to twenty seventeen. Uh, from then, he ended up being on films, and he said it was just crazy how you know he looked up to Lenny McLean. He becomes the governor, which Lenny McLean was known as, and yeah. then ends up. Uh, being in the film, my name is Lenny, but he gets beat up. He like he plays a guy who get who Lenny beats up. Yeah, so yeah. I said if there's one person you want to get beat up by, it's your idol in it. Do you know what I yeah, mean? Yeah, hundred percent, mate. It's like so dream, was dream come funny. true stuff, that, isn't it? Yeah, yeah so it's... that was that was pretty funny, like you know, and uh, <clears throat> so, so he, you know, he had the bare knuckle fighting side, and he's got, I think, a lot of his um, success to to his podcast. Uh, the platform and the subscribers he has is from that because ever since 
he went from acting. He then got his book, The Prize Fighter. You know, he authored it himself, and then, and then he does this podcast now, the All or Nothing podcast. He went on Sean Atwood. He went on James English. I think he had a falling out with James, and actually James took his down. And um, yeah, so basically, he come. I had Darren G on the podcast. Another um, one who's a marmite, you could say. He's you know he's a bit of a yeah, character. Yeah, 100%. Um, and then through Dar- Darren messaged me because Darren was going to come and do a part too. And Darren said, uh, I got a guy here. Um, I, he wants to come and uh, do his story again because when he'd done the Atwood and um, English, when it was early on when he started fighting, ever since then he's done this podcast which is doing well. And he's really had a big trolling campaign against him. And he could see the, the the podcast we were doing, you know, with a voice for adversity and we're all about like, you know, mental health, bully and all that type of stuff. So he was like, he wants to come on your podcast to do it. So we started talking. Um, I ended up going on his podcast. It's just a bit of a um, story, you know, telling, telling mm. him my story. And then from then he came on. So we had him on yesterday morning which was explosive, but it, it was really good as well. Um, we talk a lot. We got a lot of which I didn't know about him, but that came out. Uh, no, we filmed that, sorry. So that's out this weekend, next weekend, sorry. We also filmed a chap called James Lee, who is, um, he's from <clears throat> Panath. And so we done John Acty and Tony Paris as soon as the oh, killing yeah, of Bay came out. And um, ever since we've done that, um, as you can imagine, when you probably get a guest on uh, Sai, um, you probably get similar guests, like, reach out to you type of thing. We had a lot of people who have been, like, you know, injustice, miscarriage of justice, innocent people. We had, um, it's a a Michael, his name is terrible. He's from, he was a Cardiff 3 as well, the news agent murder in the... Oh, yeah, yeah, I know. He I'm contacted us, yeah. I'm terrible with names, I am. I am, I'm the same. I'm good with face, terrible with names, but it is what it is. Um, but yeah, that, so he, he a couple of people contacted, and it was this one that stood out to me. I just, and I think the reason why it did was because um, just, just the sheer horror of the story and the fact no one done a podcast about it. He still haven't, um, they still haven't reclaimed his innocence. And he <laughs> was a man called James Lee. Uh, he's from Saudi. Uh, he's from Saudi Arabia. He's from Panath, and he was a prosthetic surgeon. Uh, he still is now. Actually, he's gone back to his job, but he worked in Rookwood Hospital, um, or make uh, the technician making the arms and legs. Uh, and during the Gulf War uh, in the early nineties, he moved over to Saudi Arabia to work in a prisoner of war camp um, for the Saudis, uh, fitting arms and legs. Uh, due to, obviously, the Kuwaits and the Iraqis were bombing Riyadh, where they were based quite a lot at the time. Um, whilst he was over there, he made his own bar, because uh, obviously it's illegal to drink, called the Legs Arms in his villa. So, like, you know, the Westerners over there would quietly have their own bars, and he ended up making his own, brewing his own alcohol and had his own bar and whatnot. Um, and there was a lot of bombings going on, and what happened was, I think, that the, 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 the gist I've got of the story, basically, is, like, the Saudis didn't want to admit there was a terrorism problem. They didn't want to admit there was an Al-Qaeda. This is all pre-9-11, remember? Yeah. Um, and then when, the when you know, when it was coming up to, like, the early 2000s, there was bombings quite a lot in Riyadh. And um, this is bombings that are killing British people as well. Um, some of them was near the campus of the hospital he was working. Um, and uh, a couple of weeks before the, what happened to him, a couple of his friends were getting arrested. 
uh, and a couple of days later, they were up on TV, um, you know, admitting to these, you know, self-confessions to these car bombings, these terrorist attacks. Jesus. But he knew they never done them. That you know, these guys are not. He knows them. They're his friends. They're all yeah. in the same circle. Um, so what happened was then the, the car bombings was obviously still going on because they got the wrong people. They ended up arresting him, put a gun to his head, uh, told him to take him back to his house. He just thought it was for the alcohol, you know. Yeah. Took him back to the villa, um, and eventually, you know, we, they took him in. He, he he wrote a confession about selling alcohol. Or, you know, I'll admit that. And um, they went, no, no, we, it's for it's for these three car bombs, and um, mm. they basically tortured him, uh, him and two others. Uh, they were tortured really bad, and you know they were in they were solitary confinement for three and a half years. Um, the two of them was uh, sentenced to beheading, a lot, and he was sentenced to eighteen years. Uh, no help off no one, you know. There was um, no embassy, just nothing at all. And then um, what happened was during, you know, I'm telling you the whole story here. Really, yeah, yeah, but, no, no, it's good. I, no, it's I good. It's good to hear it from his version, obviously. But basically, yeah. uh, during um the times when I think America and Britain were uh, released a lot of uh, Saudis from Gitmo. And then all of a sudden, a couple of days later, they got released. But Prince Charles was the one who appealed and the Saudi prince pardoned him. Right, and uh, it was a basic part. It was like a, a you know, a, a swap basically. And when they got back, they had a couple of, you know, they're on, they're on Google and they've done a couple of panoramas and weeknights and whatnot, but nothing, nothing great to be shown about it. Um, you know, we still not, uh, you know, released as an innocent man, this just stuck in limbo. And if you look at him to what he was, he's a shadow of the man he once was. It, it was very emotional. It, it, you know, it weren't like a, a usual interview I do where it would be quite serious and, and uh, you know, he tells all the talking. This man's quite timid, so we have to like kind of prod him for the questions, even though we wanted yes. to tell his story. It was quite hard, and he broke down a few times in the podcast, but it was really. Yeah, it was a good, it was a good interview, basically. But um, he, he wants he wants his partner to come on with him now to do a one with the two of them because she was a nurse in Saudi when it happened, and uh, she had to hide being in a relationship over there because of the marriage, and apparently they were threatening to rape her and stuff if he didn't want the confession. So they were both tied up in it. So yeah, we had a busy weekend yesterday. Um, we also released Callum Sheedy's episode last night, um, which was. And me, like it was one of the fav the best ones I'd done because I've known Callum for a long time. He used to play rugby with my brother from yeah. grassroots to even early professional days. So yeah, it's been a busy weekend. <laughs> Absolutely, mate. So yeah, like obviously um people can check out uh the Central Clubs podcast. There's loads of really good episodes on there with all sorts of different guests, mate. Like whether it's people like you say, like Darren G and um I see I straight away mate names go for me straight away but yeah. like Darren G mate was math that's massive mate because like like regardless of what you think of him as a like and what he's about like now he's he's got a very positive message he's about like stopping knife crime and that but what he does do mate is he he does the biggest podcast around and he brings numbers with him yeah regardless mate and i think uh, it says a lot for you guys that you were able to get him on yeah and along with some of the other guests mate and uh, the ones which you've done on the um with uh john acty and uh anti paris mate they in my opinion i thought your one with john john acty was better than james english's now that might be the the card in me the, the bias, kind yeah. of like you can sort of um, relate 
yeah, you can relate to the people who are talking. It's too Cardiff and people talking about it. But I just felt like yours was better, um, if I'm being honest. And is what it is, Med, you're doing great yeah. work at the moment. And uh, <clears throat> I think it's well, only going to go from strength to strength, like. Yeah, you know, we're still we're still early days, you know. Um, like obviously you've been doing it for, for so long now, and um, I used to watch some of your sports, sport, your sporting episodes, especially like way before I even thought about doing a podcast. And the one thing I want to say, Simon, which which I really do like, um, I love about us in Wales, um, is when people think of YouTube and podcast. They always bring up the podcast wars, like like yeah, is it like, yeah, negative that's my yeah. guess, that's my guess. Oh, that's my like like I really think like that we're we're showing a good example of how people can work together and help each other out because you would never see James English. I know they're on a different level, but even on lower levels, you would never see like two podcast hosts like you know doing Come an doing each a live together. Yeah, yeah, it's hundred percent. And like it. there's I've like I've spoke, spoken to a couple of different um like podcasts from around the world and a couple of them they didn't want it they wouldn't do a live they said they do a pre-record and they but they like they prefer to do it that way so that they can take out anything and and I was like oh look that's not really how I roll it's not no. about like I'm trying to stitch you up or nothing what it <laughs> is is I like it to be natural yeah and I feel like if you start having to take out loads and loads of stuff it just becomes a bit choppy like and look um, there's a couple of mischievous people in my chat, like Rob Boyle, I'm looking at you, who will ask me about certain people who have got YouTube channels around here. Um, like, they want me to, he wants me to kind of have a little bit of a, a dig at him and that and criticise him for what he's doing. But look, what, the, what I say is quite simple. Like, if he wants to do things a certain way, that's up to him. Anyone, not just, not just Adam, but like anyone anyone can do what they want. It's their channel. They've created it, so they can do whatever they want. If they want to so focus who, on negativity... Before... before sorry, Simon. Who anyway. is Adam? I need to know now. Uh, so it's just it's Adam. Adam Brown is. He's a, he's a former uh, councillor and I think up in Merthyr. He's Look, I, I've got nothing I got nothing bad to say about him. I, I've had him on my channel a while back. He's, he's all right. But he's... Um, I think some people think that he's a bit negative sometimes. He's quite sort of... Um, not dramatic, but like you know, he stir. He does like to stir the pot a bit. I think he would. That's that. what they do, though, don't they? Like, but let's let's be real. Sorry, yeah, people. But that's what this is my point. Like, so if you like, there's all and not just not Adam now, just everyone. Like, you can get <clears throat> clickbait and you can get negativity, and you can guarantee you'll get loads and loads of views and stuff like that. And I get that. Like, and I also understand you've got to play the game a little bit. And you've got to promote your own stuff. So if you do an interview and one of your guests says something like a little bit juicy, you've got to clip it to promote got to, the show. Of course you've got, you have. got to, so you've it, got to you've do got a, a little bit of everything, yeah. I guess. But, but equally, like my my uh, thoughts on it haven't changed from the very start when I started. And that was simple. If I'm going to do it my way. I'm going to promote things the way I want to do it. I'm going to be about inclusivity and positivity. And I don't want to be feuding with this that and the other mate i'm 40 in two days i i got no i got no time and i certainly got no energy to be arguing with other people about stuff that ultimately don't really matter it's uh it's 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 madness yeah. but, but i don't criticize people who want to do that mate because if that's what they want to do that's fine they've created their platform they can do what they want with it yeah. at the end of the day but i like to think that 
ultimately in the long run, whether it takes two years, 10 years, 15 years, my content will speak for itself. So like, that's, that's what, what I, what I, I want to be known because my content's good, not because I've said something outlandish. Like I could come on and say a load of outlandish shit, mate, and be really controversial. <clears throat> doesn't make it true. And also doesn't make it, like people might come for that week, but they won't come back the next week. Yeah. Or they'll come for a couple of weeks and they won't stay long term. Whereas, like I said to you, mate, one of the one of the things I'm most proud about with this channel is that there's like a hardcore group of people who watch all the shows. They're all in like a WhatsApp group supporting each other when times are a bit rough or whatever like that. You know, like I take so much pride in that because that's a community which you know is people who genuinely care about each other rather than just you know, just for the sake of it or saying like trolling people and all that sort of shit. It's just not how I, it's not what I'm interested in building, I guess. But I don't know. What do you think, mate? Yeah, no, I, I, I believe the exact same thing. Um, I've, I'll admit I've almost been caught up in it already, but I believe that's, mm -hmm. that's a learning curve, you know, where yeah. being like very early on, um, you know, I, I I regret in ways of getting Darren G on too early because, <clears throat> like you said, I wanted to grow organically, and I know that it hit like um, we've had a it's it's you know it's no secret we had our, our biggest views off that one episode. Um, it, it was you know it's it's nice to be like, yeah, with the Central Club we've got a podcast like we're here, but at the same time like. Um, you're growing people, you're getting people who are following because of, uh, uh, like you just said, uh, a guest, not because of, of them following the central club and being part of a community. And like what you just said then about like having a WhatsApp group with people and that, that is basically what we wanted to do is, is have, that's what we called it, the club, the central club. We wanted to be part of something. Um, so I, I totally agree with you. I like, there's not one thing that you said there that I don't agree with. And, um, <laughs> My partner, like, like she supports me all, all the way. Like, but sometimes, yeah, like, what I'll do is, um, I'll sit there and I will follow other podcasters, and I do watch what I'm doing. Like, 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 I'll watch my. I'm staying in my lane, hundred percent. But I still keep updated on what's going on, and you yeah, know, mate, would you be mad? Like, whatever job you're, whatever, like, whatever industry you're in, whatever job you're in, like, if you've got a business, you're gonna look at similar businesses to see what's working what's not working what people are doing you'd be mad not to do that and that's not just for podcasting the youtube that's for everything isn't it like yeah. you've got to you've got to know got to keep your finger on the pulse like we've talked a lot on the show with rodri on a friday like about how football's evolved and changed over the years and some managers and some people haven't evolved with it and they're getting left behind left behind yeah it's the same with anything, and it technology, um, podcasts, whatever it may be. You've got to you've got to keep rolling and keep changing and keep moving, and and kind of um, keep going with that. Like, but yeah, yeah I like it, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Bang on. Um, but like then with that, then is like sometimes I'll be at home and like my missus is like, "What is this shit you're watching?" Because sometimes yeah. it's like um, it's like. There's certain platforms on YouTube now that are communities, but the community is just based off hate and negativity oh, and man, dramas. And she's like, and I'll look sometimes and I'll say, I can't look at these. Like, they're doing so well. And like, but she's like, do you want to build your platform on that? And I'm like, no. 
she was like, don't worry about it then. And, and like, like I hold my hands up. Like sometimes I think, oh my God, we're, 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 we're going behind because we started on such a high and now it's, you know, but you just got to remember why you do it for and, and, and the reason why I didn't mainly was for my own mental health and worrying about other people and how they're doing and if they're getting better, I guess it's ridiculous. And, you know, that's it's, why. Um, it's the social media generation, mate, as well. Like you get, it's so easy to get sucked into to likes and, <laughs> and and follows and subscribers and, and stuff like that. Like I said to you the other day when we were going back and forth on um, voice notes, like, like I reckon probably about a year, 18 months ago, like I put together like some shows or whatever and I put the shows out and like sometimes you'd have a guest where you think this is going to bang, this is going to be a great one and yeah. it would do all right. It wouldn't do as well as you thought. And then you'd have another one where you think it's going to do all right and it would do really well. There was no like rhyme or reason to it. But like when you've put a lot of effort into it and you've edited it and you've, you've kind of done like the best you can do and you can make you've made it like the best you can possibly do and you think you've got a good idea and then if it doesn't quite go as well as you think you can get like you can almost get sucked into like watching those views ticking over and it could be quite demoralizing mate i, I really like there was a period where i struggled with it like because it was like i was just finding it difficult the amount of time and effort i was putting into it and it just wasn't quite quite clicking the way i wanted it to and then you do get sucked into this like thing of like it becomes like a negative thing then. And like you just said there, like the thing which has kind of clipped me out of that is just remembering why I started it. I didn't start it to become a millionaire. I didn't start it to get a million subscribers. I didn't start it to like I don't know, like become famous or something. I started it because I enjoy doing podcasts. Yeah. And I genuinely just wanted to like something to keep my mental health tidy because my physical health is so in the toilet like yeah so i need yeah. i needed something to well, that just makes sense keep me sane, to me. mate. that makes sense to me as well because um obviously like some of these people out there with these platforms got nothing they haven't like if you've noticed some people they all literally or not i wouldn't say channels like like podcasts but i'd say like youtubers in general like a lot of them like they they don't have like especially the negative ones they, they don't have like a family they don't have a job they don't have any of these type of normal things you would say like we're very lucky to have that side and like mm -hmm. I, like that's everything to them their channel do you know what i mean and like i like i ain't in this for money at all i've got my full-time job and it's my dream job now and i'm very very lucky to have it i just think sometimes uh well definitely early on i got like kind of mother's it, i know when it was it, it was when we had darren on and when we seen mm -hmm. the amount of people watching and yeah uh, like you know following and stuff and talking about it it kind of got me lost because it was so early on we were like whoa is this how it's always going to be and then when it dipped it was like oh so you know i think me a, a lot of it as well comes from my past and where um where I've done so much wrong in my past and hurt so many people, um, yeah. all I wanted to do was to prove to people that, like, do you see what I mean? Like, I was trying, yeah, like, yeah, I was putting all my time and effort in there to, like, oh, this should do well, but I need to prove to people this. And now I'm just happy, I'm content. And, you know, I, like you said, it's not about the money. We, we, we pay money to 
because I'm not an editor, I'm not a cameraman, like I'm bloody hopeless, but this is clearly my passion and I don't mind spending the money on it because as you know, I was an addict and I'd rather spend X amount of hundred pound a month on um, editing and filming than classic bro. And the fact, the fact is, mate, as well, it's like, you're like me and like you've got an addictive personality. So like when you started doing this, because you've got a passion for it, you become like almost addicted to that as well. So it's like, it's, I think, anyway. For me, <laughs> My partner's like, listening. She's over there going. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but for me, so, so I can only speak for me, like, but for me, I try to make sure that the bits I'm getting addicted to is the positive part of it. So, like, why I'm doing it, the bits I enjoy, like, talking to you now and stuff like that, interacting with the people, rather than, uh, I haven't got so many views for this one or this one hasn't done or I'm subscribers have slowed down because it's, it's that's just where you get sucked into this, like, social media generation mate I, I really don't like it like i wouldn't be on social media i spoke to joe about this from the experience reels shout out to him um and also check out mine and cullen's episode which we both done an episode with joe on experience reel so uh, go and check them out guys um but i was saying to him like if i didn't have a podcast i would have come off social media right now 100 because i don't like it i don't enjoy it I find myself getting irritable if I stay on it too long. So, like, but you need it, don't you? You can't promote stuff like this in this this day and yeah. age. You can't have a podcast or a YouTube channel and not have social media. It just no. ain't gonna work unless you've already got like a like a following of millions. We were gonna go anyway and watch anyway. Like yeah. you've got to promote stuff and you've got to use social media. So I'm almost like. There's a, sorry, sorry, just sorry, because right. I, I haven't really, I don't follow it, I don't follow many celebrities anyway, but, like, Joe Rogan, does he promote a lot of his, because you think, like, someone like himself wouldn't need to promote anything, now. he's a household name, people are just going to go anyway, does he have, like, um, like Twitter, Instagram? I do, he's got, I think he's got, like, a Twitter and a, an Instagram, but he literally, I don't even, I think he just, like, posts the episode, he don't, like, you know, build up to it or say, I got this guest coming on. No, yeah, he just yeah. literally just posts it. And that's, that's, like, that's the ideal thing, isn't it? In life, that's that's that would be yeah, like the ideal to, thing. I dare say, mate, he's probably got someone doing his social media. On oh, 100%. Man's got yeah. seven, 7.6 million followers on Twitter. I and Twitter is so toxic, mate. I hate to think like how much, uh, how many mentions he gets a day just abusing him for his mm. views or his. his you know, like the fact that he doesn't want to take a vaccine or whatever shit. Because what I like about Joe Rogan, I don't necessarily agree with him on a lot, on a lot of stuff. But what I like about him is he will talk about any and everything. And I admire that because there's some subjects that I wouldn't touch on my podcast simply because I don't want the hassle of people then going, oh, why are you saying that? Because it's not necessarily about what I'm saying. I would like, there's certain things I'd like to just talk about because I find them interesting. But people yeah. get like they just jump on the subject. They don't listen to what's being said, and the fact that why can't you just have a talk about you know why can't you just have a conversation about anything? But yeah. people just get so um, caught up straight away, like on the negative side of it, and they think you're being controversial or whatever. And it's like no, I'm not. I just want to just find it interesting, like to hear different people's yeah. views on you know, whatever it may be. But that's I do admire it. But look, mate. I remember if you go back and watch his early episodes, it's literally him and his mates 
in his having a laugh in, his, in, his, in, a, in like a bedroom. Yeah, they, they used to do the zooms, didn't they? Like this, yeah, like stream yards. This where everyone starts, mate. That's the I thing, think. Mate. I think with Joe as well. I think like same with you could say with the, in Britain with James as well. Like these people didn't really hit hit it off until like episode especially with joe i think it was like an episode like 800 or something like that yeah it he started to have a studio and like james english it took him hundreds and hundreds of like you know quite a lot of interviews and you know and, and go and you know putting a lot of work in like it does take time but i think the best thing is like what you said Simon. it's like it's just being like not chasing that and just getting the people you want on the, the, and that's what's going to grow you organically and have the real people around you 100%, mate. It's like I said it like uh, a few minutes ago. Like, ultimately, I want my con the content to, to speak for itself. Like, my podcast channel is named after my kids for a reason, like, because I want it to be like a legacy of something, whether it's good or bad. I want it to be something which I put time and effort in and built. So, whatever it becomes, I know that I built that. Um, yeah. And also, like, a friend, a very good friend of mine says to me a lot, like, if I'm feeling a bit like, you know, it's just a bit demoralized or whatever. You'll say, look, man, just keep doing what you're doing. Because if you keep doing it to the level you're doing it, the people will come. They'll come, and yeah. It's just, yeah, you know, it, like, it's like um, that famous saying, in it, that if you build it, they'll come. But it just takes yeah. takes time, mate. Like, I think one of the things which got me carried away is I hit like eight, 9,000 Facebook followers super quick. Well, not super quick, but like quick for what I thought. So I automatically thought all those eight, nine thousand people, they're all gonna watch your videos every week. It just doesn't no, work no, like no, that no. Because, because Facebook doesn't even so if I put a post on the Facebook yeah, it, it, channel, it they don't even yeah. post it to all your followers, like so no, the amount of people, Simon, who like um like friends and family. I'm not even asking friends, I'm just talking about my family who like genuinely do support like they don't even see half of the posts and my yeah, dad will say why crazy, haven't you put man. this out and i'm like oh, i, I should it yeah so facebook like when you've got a like a business page or whatever like so podcast page they they don't they so you'd think that everyone who follows that page will get that in their feed every time you post but they don't so what they do is if people have been so like say you've got people who watch or go on the central club site a lot that they'll always be in their feed. But if you've got someone who just clicks on it now and again, it'll only now and again go in the algorithms. It's bullshit. Crazy, like, yeah. Because That's if someone follows something, sure. they want to watch it, isn't it? They want you to use the ads. Yeah, because I think it was Joe who actually told me that. if Because Joe was quite strong on Facebook, and he said if you use the ads, though, and it'll, what it'll do is it'll just enable you to see the people who would naturally see it, but then yeah. when you don't pay the next time, it's even worse. It's like you have to keep paying then. Yeah, yeah. Which it's, is crazy. Money-making scheme, mate, isn't it? Um, I'll tell you one thing, though, Simon, which, like, um, as well, like like you say as well, when you're talking about your kids and the legacy, who wants to grow up, right, and, and, and look at their old man arguing and having, like, stupid, irrelevant, like, like bullshit, really. Yeah, yeah. On on YouTube, they don't, do they? You, you know, no. you, wouldn't, you wouldn't want that, like you know. So you you wouldn't, you wouldn't have it in real life. You wouldn't want people knowing you're a bad person in real life. So I don't know why people think it's okay to like. Um, it's like safety it. behind a keyboard, mate, isn't it? The keyboard um, warrior, yeah. It's like um, it's 
it's one of them things. Like I, when I did the podcast with Joe, I said because my kids are all like pretty much teenagers now, like the youngest one's twelve, and I said to them, look, because I know they watch my stuff, and like the youngest one will jump in a live chat on his tablet, and sometimes I don't see him, and I'll catch myself like saying something, and he'll, but I see his name at the bottom, and I'm like, all right, okay, just gotta <laughs> switch it up a bit, but like. I knew that they would eventually watch that show. Course, I did with yeah. So I said to them, like, look, I'm going to talk about some stuff in there, which has happened to me. Some of it you know, some of it you will not know. And what I want you to do is if there's anything you want to know about or you want to ask about, you need to come and talk to me about it and I'll talk to you about it and we'll, yeah. we'll explain it. Because, like, your kids don't necessarily associate, they, like, they don't associate me with doing some of the stuff which I did in my teens and my early 20s. So, like, I was a bit concerned about that, like, how it was going to, how they would find watching that and hearing that. But, yeah, okay, teenagers, don't they? It's just like, yeah, you know, no, that's the thing. We had, it, we had it on our podcast. And the same with me. It's like my mum and dad, when I when I'm, I done Joe's, and, and um, even getting opening my own story, they were like, oh, I'm nervous. My mum's a school teacher. And, yeah, um, like, they're worried that they'll know, but I'm like, Mum, I've been on like Wales Online. I was gonna say you're on Wales Online and that for the wrong reasons, though. So it should not be bad that I'm going on it for the good reasons. 100%, so, and and like I said, we had a guest on, uh, Rondine, uh, Rondine Molinaro. She's she's fucking amazing, honestly. She's like my stepmother, and she's a I, I, I class it as my mentor. So mm. she works for Kaleidoscope where I'm working now. Um, but she's like high up there. She writes strategies for the governments to win tenders and stuff like that. And like she said, like she used to be a very like a blagging person when she in it all in her past life. Like and yeah. she uses that now to win, you know, uh, grants and stuff. Pos- get, yeah, like, positivity. Yeah, but her story was so she was um, from Ken- a Kenyan born um, um, of an Italian father, British mother. Um, they lived in Kenya. Her father ran a casino and stuff. And her story's fucking crazy. She done ten years in a Kenyan prison for smuggling drugs. She was a heroin addict. She, she, um, you know, she done all sorts. But she said to me, she said, "I'll do it, but on the cases that you don't post it on Facebook because my daughter don't know any of this. She yeah. just thinks I'm a drug worker, but she don't know my past. So we done that, and that was fine. But." What happened was, um, we, we've got a TikTok page now, and the TikTok's doing really well. It's only been a week or two. Um, and basically, what happened was, I had a phone call the other day because my editor was just editing like the best clips out of some of our things. And the, the TikTok they'd done for Ron Dean was, um, I'm, I'm, I, and this is how we come up as well on the so you've got the video, but it also had like you know, you put like a caption on it of like something, and, and the caption was. I massaged a pedophile's. I massaged Miss Pe- I massaged pedophile's feet for crack, with like a shocking face, and then, just, and um, she rang me and she said, "My my daughter's seen it." She was okay about it. I yeah, think yeah, she knew it was inevitable that they would see it, but she's like, "Man, what's this?" She was she was because her, her daughter was on TikTok. She was like, "You're famous, man." It was on. I think it got like yeah. hundred ninety eight thousand, like nearly a quarter Jesus. of a million views, and she was like. And she was just so surprised. Her mum was on on like this, uh, you know, this 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 platform she's always watching. But then she re she read the caption and she was like, 
what's this? And she had to tell him, and she said, listen, no, what it is, I'm reiterating um, a story of someone I've helped on drugs. So she said, I just hope she have not gone back and watched it, which is crazy, really, because you, but you need to think about these things, don't yeah, you? Yeah, hundred percent, mate. You've got you it. Know? Once it's out on the internet, it's out on the internet, and there ain't no taking it back. And I and can then... take it down, but you know, still there. Like, you know, someone's got it. Like, it's like you look at yeah, hundred like, percent. Uh... People just collect stuff, don't they? Yeah, 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 yeah. So it's 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 crazy. It's all a learning curve as well. Like you know, um, I've had burnout. Uh, I think this weekend was quite heavy on me, but I had burnout in the middle of it as well. So, like, you know, it ain't easy. Like, people think, like, Simon, you know, it ain't easy just doing a podcast. Like, no, a lot it's... goes in here. Like, and I class I think... you as one of the originators in Wales. Like, I, like you are one of the Do you really? I don't think so, man. I, um, I appreciate it massively, man. I really do. Um... Well, I knew you before, Joe, and, and like, I've like, I, I seen your stuff on Facebook and YouTube and, like, yeah, like this is like ages ago. How, like, how long have you actually been doing it for now? Um, probably like so. Like, I'll tell you exactly now because I got this YouTube thing open. I'll tell you where my first video was. Um, he says, um, I think it's got to be like at least at least two years. I would say at least, and well, I think it's probably probably more than that, mate. Um. So I'll tell you now. Uh, joined March two thousand and nineteen. So what's that? Like it's it's not even that years. long ago when you think, but it is like a long time, you know. But... Yeah, mid, like over. Um, I used to with each episode, I used to put like the number of um, yeah, like how many like num like so. But you do so many now though. And, yeah, and, and I wanted to. I, I had to separate them. And you do different was... series, which I think is amazing as well. Like um. How did you like? I know I'm going to start interviewing you now, and you're like, no, you're right, uh, crack on. Like, how did how did you um, did you know Rodri and Andy Campbell before? Like, how did you come into like so, getting them to work with you? So Andy, um, I'd met years ago up in Ryder, just used where all the Cardiff players used to drink up there. But I didn't really like know him, know him. Just I'd spoken to him a couple of times or whatever, and then I hit him up. And said, "I'm doing this. I'd like to get you on, talk about your career and that." And he came on, and we got on like a house on fire straight away. Like we did like an hour or so show, but we spent another, I think, forty five minutes after that <laughs> yeah. just chatting. And like we just became really good friends. Maybe, but you know, it's a good, a good interview and a good as well. Like you know, when you carry on talking and stuff. Hundred percent, mate. Hundred percent. And um, yeah, so like with so with Andy, then that just kind of developed. And I said, oh, I, I want to do a championship show. You fancy it? And he was like, yeah. Um, Rodri was pretty much like similar. Like I didn't know him before. I just, I'd sent him a message. He was one of the first guests I had on. He was really early on. And um, I just, I tweeted him and just said, mate, I want doing a podcast. You know, it's only small and whatever. I'd like to get you on. And he was like, yeah, I'll do it. I didn't even expect him to reply, mate. Like he's got thousands of followers and I didn't expect him to even see it. Um, and then again, just got on quite well. And then um, when the Euros come, so I'd kept in touch with him anyway. Like speak to him now and again and stuff. And then when the Euros come on, in the build up to that, I was building like a little team of pundits and people because we were doing three shows a week. So I wanted to get like a, a different different people as well as me and Andy. Yeah, yeah. And I thought he'd be proper like because he's got 
insight into like all of it and stuff and inside he, experience he's really yeah. really he talks really like he's got really good football knowledge and he puts it across well as well and then yeah it'd be just gone really well and obviously we did like three shows a week for four weeks so we did a lot and yeah it just got on really well and that's kind of i put it to him when i because andy had to sort of step away because he was at the middlesbrough job and um i just said to roger look mate i think we could do something which would be really good do you fancy kind of doing it for a few weeks we'll see how it goes and it's kind of just i was surprised because normally in my like at least with my channel quite often it'll take especially with newer stuff it can take like a few weeks to sort of get going yeah. um, and like so like it'll take a few days for the for people to sort of find it and that whereas his was like straight away just sort of a couple of thousand views straight off and so i think we've done I forget. I think we I think we've done ten episodes because I've done ten of these and it's about the same. And then, um, and it was the same like same with Kev McNaughton. Like um, I kind of just got to know him through doing the podcast and said I'd like to. I think we could do something completely different. So we did this unscripted thing because I think he, I don't think he wanted to necessarily do like a football podcast. He wanted to show that he's more. He's like quite a, funny, isn't he? Oh, he's hysterical, mate. And. Um, but like what he he does like he work he does got a day job mate so like he what a guy like he wants to like he he likes he enjoys doing it but like he's also like it's a lot to commit to it every single week week yeah. in week out on top of a full time physical job so like yeah we do like sort of between eight and twelve episodes and then we'll take like a bit of a break so we're like on a break now from this after the second series but we finished that second series. With Jay Bothroyd coming on as a guest, and like, that was m mental to me, mate, because he doesn't do a lot of like media and podcasts. I don't, I, mean, I don't, yeah, like I don't really see him on anything, Jay Bothroyd. Like I uh, don't see him on Instagram either. Like never mind. No, uh, he just doesn't do anything, does he? But like he was so good, and that, and I sat there just watching him like reminisce about different things, and he was talking. He was he was really open, like he was talking about the time he had a fight with Michael Chopper and all this different stuff, <laughs> and then like. We um yeah we just we just kind of hit it off and like now I've been speaking to Jay and I like and I don't know if something maybe in the future there. there yeah you just don't know like just making contacts mate what My, um, oh sorry go on go on no I was just gonna say like I just I I made I it's not lost on me how fortunate I am like number one first and foremost I couldn't do this without my missus because not only does she like allow me the time to do it. I agree, away from I agree and that. but also when I'm getting it because I made as you will have noticed, I like I'm all over the shop sometimes because I take really strong fucking painkillers and yeah. I'm in pain all the time. So like sometimes it could be difficult for me to focus on right today I need to go through these emails or I need to book guests for the, this series or that series. So that's sometimes why stuff takes a bit longer for me to get around to doing. But she'll yeah. quite often, she'll just, and she won't like say, right, we're going to do this. She'll just talk to me casually. And then before I know it, I've kind of worked it all out in my head. And she knows what she's doing, I think. But yeah, I am. Um, my phone, uh, like my phone is mental now, mate. When I thought on them, um, so I got a new phone. And um, I had to go the weekend with like a temporary number while they switched it over networks. And made it. 
I've never been one to like stress about stuff like that. I was proper stressed that I was going to lose my contacts because I was like, if it was even one of them I haven't saved, like I've Death worked hard. Oh, mate, I've worked so hard to like cultivate this phone of your phone contacts. book's uh, a pretty size now, is it? Oh, it's, it's unbelievable, mate. I like, and that's the thing, like, it's not lost on me, mate, that not long yeah. ago, and I still count myself, I'm just a normal guy, like, and a lot of these people who I'm speaking to and really close with now were people who I kind of looked up to and were like idols, yeah. and then it can be a bit weird, mate, when you're like, hard yeah. work, see that is signed. You're a nice guy. You're genuine. It's hard work. I'll be honest. I remember when I first come across you. I was like, "Who the fuck is this Simon?" Then, like, <laughs> like what does it? What's his prefer? Like, well, he never played football, like, because you'd be round all these great people, and I just think when you put when 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 you uh, are so positive about something and you believe in something, anything's possible. Everyone's human. Um, like, and you like you said, a lot of them you think they're busy and like you know, one thing that I, like, and I'm not saying this about these in particular i mean in general anyway everyone likes to talk about them like themselves everyone wants to tell a story like no one would not turn one down i don't think you know so yeah. it's just asking people isn't it you'd be surprised it was like it's, it's just getting, yeah you just it's just being able to ask the right person like like yeah. you had mark drakeford on and i had um like i had Mehmet dalman on twice now um like cardiff city chairman he don't do anything like in the media and stuff like that and I I just I started off. I just happened to know someone who would would knew him, and then I was able to sort of cultivate that into contact. And and like he's come on a couple of times. I've got yeah. no doubt he'll be on again soon. And you it's were, like you it's had, just uh, weird, didn't it? I've, I've seen a couple more you've had on, and I wanted to tell you because I remember like when we did the interview the other day, you showed me the uh, the previous ones you had on on the last mm. season. I got us some good some good stories about Reese Weston. What was he like? Oh, he's he awesome, Reese. Yeah, um, well, he's one of the good. guests who I keep in contact with the most. I think. Just How is he? Because I haven't. He's just so you sound, ask like... him, ask him. If he knows my dad really well. He does. Um, oh, it's okay. So basically, his boy Connor played for Fairwater, and my dad yeah. him. But my brother and his boy played for Cardiff as well for the academy. But I like because because they were really tight, like small uh, small knit up in Morganstown, weren't they? Yeah. Because um, Reese, I don't know if they're together now. Like, but I remember Reese's Mrs. K, his sister was with Neil Alexander. They were like brother in like brother in law. Oh, okay, yeah. But um, I'll never forget it. They, my dad, they had a five side team golf down down golf, and they had Reese Weston playing for them the one time, and like you you'd see the levels. Of talent, just yeah, from that, right? Going into slide tackles and that on a five-a-side pitch and just taking people out and the pace of in the ball and just like you don't see it when it's on that professional level, but when they come down, it's like you can tell the class. Yeah. He's, uh, I, he give me a pair of F50 boots. I remember the old F50s, the black ones with the white tongues. He give me a pair yes. of thing, and I was just like, <laughs> "Oh yeah, Reese Western man, Reese." They all lived up there, didn't they? Gabadon, Cavanagh. Yeah, and yeah. yeah, they just they all used to go in the in the pub like um, and Cavanagh and that. And yeah, it's just uh, like I said, mate. I it's not lost on me like how how lucky I am that to have kind of met those people and then get to do some cool stuff with them. Like you had brother on, didn't you? As well, what was brother? Yeah. Like? Um, he was he was. I thought he was really good. Like, um, I didn't think he was. So we had um. 
Gab Danny Gab's on just like a couple of weeks before, and Gab Danny Gab's on so like relaxed and chill. Yeah, and it was like um, like if we it was as if we like I'd known him for like years. Like he was just so chilled out, and he was he was really good. I think like Ernie was a bit more reserved, and he is very Ernie. I think yeah, and very... I think at the time he was he was also in the process or trying to get a job on Sky as a pundit as well. So I think like you know, he very, didn't want to say anything. Very, like, I think Robert... like nothing wrong with that, by the way. But I just think yeah. he was a bit. He's very reserved. streamlined in his life as well. Very particular, I found. Uh, very like you got to have everything a certain way, and which is great in life, you know. But um, yeah, like when we had we done a part two with him, and the first one he was very like calm and quiet, and when the second one he was like really comfortable, and we had a laugh. And I preferred part two than part one because part one was I just wanted to get to know Ernie, you know, yeah. when when he grew up in Africa, and what was it like growing up on Lansbury Park Estate as a black kid, you know, in the eighties, nineties, you know, and. But 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 part two was brilliant because he went in on, on on all his career and stuff. But I just wanted to know what you what how how he was with you. That was all. Yeah yeah no he was good. I I really enjoyed it. It was a big one for me because I was because my um my missus is like that's his, that's her favorite footballer of all time. And he like when she was younger <laughs> she was proper in love with him like and then so like to the point where she didn't want to watch it because <laughs> she didn't want to like ruin the perception yeah i just yeah. think she just realized that when we'd be side by side that she'd we marry, all had dogs she'd married and up, mate, and haircuts. we all had dogs named after him and yeah that's it mate 100 percent, mate um right just to finish off the show mate i want to talk a bit of football so it's up to you if you want to hang around and have a chit chat about for some football mate uh or mind. you can chip off Crack on, you, I'll mate. tell you what. I'll listen. I'll listen. I'll listen to what you're talking about. If I think I uh, can chip in, I will. If not, I'll yeah, just slide off. Crack on. Yeah. So obviously, a load of managers have uh, have left over the weekend, uh, and Newcastle have appointed Eddie Howe. Uh, I've seen that today as well. Um, I think so. Let's go through them. Like you've Aston Villa, Dean Smith. I think had should have been given more time. I think he'd earned more time than to just be binned off the way he has, because I think he's done an exceptional job. Aston Villa were hurtling towards relegation in the championship when he came in, and him and John Terry really kind of settled the club down, got it back in, and I think to bin him off after you've sold Jack Grealish, I think is a bit disingenuous. And also, the players that have come in to replace Grealish, they've signed a few, like, they're not performing, that's not his fault. Like, I get that it's his job to motivate them and stuff like that. But also, if they're not settling or they're not doing the job, there's not much you can do about that. And I think that was a bit a bit, uh, a bit, quick, I think, to sack Dean Smith. The Norwich one, um, I get sacking, um, sacking him. I, if they'd sacked him a week ago, I'd have said, yeah, I kind of get it. He's been won a game all season. But they sacked him after he won his first game of the season on Saturday. And um, that, then it becomes clear that they'd already made the decision to sack him. And like that, for me, it's like, well, then if you'd already made the decision, you should have sacked him. But I just don't understand why. Like they said, they didn't want to, um, they did, you know, they didn't want to disrupt the team from the game. And it, 
because they were sacking him and stuff like that. But to me, they should have, yeah, you know, they should have done it or not done it, not hung it over him and then done it straight after he's just won the first game of the season. But I understand why they sacked him. Um, Craig says in the chat, Aston Villa got a massive uh, wage bill, which I got to say that does surprise me, especially after they got rid of. Um, Jack Grealish, who I think probably was there, one of their higher played players. Um, Eddie Howe, that's a proper appointment by Newcastle United. That's the perfect appointment for them at the perfect time. They needed someone who was going to play football because of the level of player they're going to try and bring in. Um, and I think he's the right transition for them as they try and go from relegation fodder to top 10 and then to European football club. And then they can bring in a big name once they get there because they're going to spend an absolute fortune, a shit ton of money, as it were. Um, someone asked earlier who I think could be the Cardiff City manager. Um, I want it to be Roy Keane. I think it will be more likely to be who do we think? I'm trying to think. I think it's more likely to be someone a bit more stoic and uh and dinosaur like if i'm being honest um i hope i'm wrong but if i was being blatantly honest i think it's more likely that we get a similar manager to the warnocks and mick mccarthy's of the world rather than a you know everyone's hoping for like a young manager who's going to play football i don't think that's going to happen if i'm being honest but um on cardiff um because i know i think it was donna said in the chat about um like about them winning and getting their first three points for a long time. I thought they uh, thought they were very, very good on the weekend. Coming back to two games in a row now, they've come back from losing positions. And what I really like about what Steve Morrison's done since he took over is he's got Kiefer Moore up front and he's put in those young footballers in and around him to be his legs, getting the ball in the box from wide areas. The... Um, I've forgotten his name. Someone in the chat will tell me who was the young lad who come on and then set up Kiefer Moore's second goal off the left. Um, that young kid was flipping exceptional. Um, he made such a difference when he came on because he got the ball and he ran at the defenders and defenders just don't like that. But um, I don't know, mate, where do you see football? Like, where do you, um, do you watch much of Cardiff and stuff, mate? Are you talking to me? Yeah. I do you know what I haven't do you know what I haven't for a couple of seasons, mate, honestly. Yeah, I stopped uh, going, I did, and when they changed colours, I did. I haven't been back really. Odd game. I think so. I've been back once or twice since they changed colours. Obviously, I you know, I followed the first premiership run. As I told you on my story, I went to the first two games and got sent to prison, but Yeah. <laughs> but you know, like it's sad. It's sad to see how, how it's been like I did. I remember you saying about the Mick McCarthy stuff and that, and you know he was great to stay up. But I remember you said something about like you know if if you want to win games and you don't play board, you know if you're playing board in football, you've got to win. You have got to win. Like yeah. it's, it's not about going down the city and going to away games and stuff as well. As as just as a, as a fan of football, to see your team get beat like that is it's demoralising, isn't it? Yeah, and it makes it painful, mate. And that's why I, I believe that's why the fans, like, there's a lot of fans who've stopped going now this season. The last couple of games particularly have been quite poor. Like, 
like Mick McCarthy, the way he plays football, you have to be successful. You have to be winning games because otherwise it is just sucks the soul out of you um, completely. Yeah. It's, um, would you say then, right? would you say the myth, like you said earlier, about some of these managers who are just stuck with the times, would you say he's a, like, would you say the likes of him, maybe Tony Pulis, people like that? Yeah, is just 100%, stuck with the times? yeah, they haven't evolved with football. Football's changed and they haven't. And you could see that by the tactics, by his formations, by the players he selected. Like, um, there's a handful of managers off the top of my head, like Tony Pulis is the same. Well, Warnock's just gone again, Warnock, Well, yeah, Warnock's been sacked from Borough now, um, basically because they want Chris Wilder. Um, but, like, Warnock plays a certain type of football. But that has changed a little bit over time because back in the day when he was Palace manager... He had like Dougie Friedman up front, and he had um, he had like a couple of wingers who were really good footballers. And ultimately, you are you are you're going to play with what you got. And yeah. if you haven't got the players to play good football. It's difficult. And I, but at Palace, he, I remember him playing quite good football. But yeah, he's but very prag, pragmatic. But they the players, are they players that he had already there that he had to use? Or yeah, I think players, so. Yeah. Not I don't think they were players he signed. No. Yeah. Um, and I saw a few people saying, "Oh, Warnock." to Cardiff and I was like that honestly mate like I was furious when Mick McCarthy yeah. got the job I was even more furious when they gave him a contract after a couple of games for three years I'd be I love Neil Warnock I love him as a guy I love him as a manager yeah. I really I'd really like him but I'd be so disappointed if Cardiff appoint Neil Warnock as manager I'd almost be as disappointed marginally more happy if Neil Warnock's appointed manager than I would if they brought Neil Harris back in. Like oh. I would genuinely be disappointed if they bring in Warnock. And that's not necessarily because of him, but it's because of what I've been talking about for weeks now. Like I Cardiff as a club, they need to move on. They need I'm to play, you. I'm try and play football a certain way. Move to the easy give their young manager a go and give him three years or a couple of years to build I find uh, sorry sorry I just oh. like I don't know if some of your fans will kill me for this, but like, you know, I'm a Liverpool fan. I am, like, you know, you, you know, listen, my dad always said, follow Cardiff, uh, follow Liverpool, support Cardiff. And, and that's what I've done all my life. And, you know, like when I tell my dad, like about the city and that, he's like, listen, Cardiff have just got no ambition. There's just in the background, there's just nothing. There's nothing in sight, set in sight as a club to go forward, to be successful. And, you know, it's painful to say it is, but what, do, like, I, I don't see anything in the background for future. There's nothing for 10 years. There's nothing for five years. There's nothing. And that's, that's the, the most hurtful thing, I think, being yeah. a capital city of a country and playing championship football. Spot on. Spot on. Biggest, biggest club in Wales. And they just... Yeah, shock is really poor. And, like. and another thing as well, like, you know, I, I fucking hate Swansea. I do. But I'd love to see all Welsh teams in the Premiership. I really would. Yeah. Your fans are probably going to kill me. But no, I, mate, I, I, said, I said the other week that I would love Newport and Wrexham to be back up. Yeah. You know, you see Ryan Reynolds and that. Some people mental, probably laugh not. at that, like Ryan Reynolds and that, taking over Wrexham. But that's probably good for the club. I mean, like, 100%. And do you, you know, know what, right? They've said, some of the stuff they've said 
in recent weeks when they were doing like the tour of Wrexham and I, I wish the Cardiff holders would say some stuff like that because Cardiff holders sure. don't not give, he doesn't give a shit about the club anymore. If so, if he could sell it and make his money back, he would sell it in a heartbeat because he doesn't care about it in terms of like he seems to be very detached from it, in my opinion. Yeah. Um and, sorry, before you go, before on, go I just want to say another thing. I found like, you know, growing up going to Ninian Park on a weekly basis, like it's mad. My dad would take me more then than now or go with me now, you know. And back in them times of the battles in division three, two, one, I I found with Sam we were like a hungry t- a hungry club. We were ambitious. We were always looking for the new stadium and stuff. But I just feel like they're kind of happy where they are now. There's nothing to go forward even when we get in the premiership we're always buying the relegated players and i know many's a big issue and like i'm not like a an expert of any of this but from someone who ain't a cardiff supporter like through and through mm-hmm. that's how i feel about cardiff and it kills me yeah they, it's you'd like you're almost waiting for someone I, i've been like ever since i was a kid like you because it's the capital of way uh capital of wales and i you're almost like waiting for that big owner to come in yeah. and with like the billionaire owner, you know, but you know, maybe it'll never happen. Maybe it'll happen um, further down the line. But um, just before I let you go, mate, obviously um, probably coming up next week. Now you're featured on the, the first episode of series three of my story. Um, really looking forward to it. I'm really happy that you're the premiere episode. It's going to be a special two part um Telling your story from start to finish, really, mate. We're going into a lot of detail. Um, we filmed part one on Friday night. You got a bit emotional at certain points, mate, as well. I uh, I noticed when I was watching some of it back. I'll, um, I'll I'll be honest, mate. There's some of the things I said in there that I, you know, I'm kind of an open book, and and some of the things I've done has been really bad. But some things I've kept close to my chest because I feel like they should never go out and. Mm. They, they came out, you know, and I feel I'm glad that they, that they did, you know. Um, so I, and I'm glad I've done it on your podcast side as well. So, I appreciate uh, that, mate. And, and the thing is, I think as well, is it, um, it came out naturally as well. Like it wasn't like, um, it wasn't forced or anything like that. You were just telling your story in your own words yeah. and it just naturally come up or the conversation just went there like which i you know i appreciate that and i'm looking forward to recording the second part tomorrow night but um, if people want to check out more of um, cullen's stuff you can watch cullen's story on um, experience real podcast which obviously i went on uh recently it's a really good episode and also um you can check out the central club podcast that's on youtube mate facebook it's on uh, like all the podcast platforms and that as well also sorry also obviously I know you've done experience real, but so have I. I yeah, think yeah. The only fitting if maybe um, I'm fully booked now up to Christmas, but maybe um, in the January in the new year, if you, I'd love to get you on as well, mate, definitely. Yeah, mate. If that's what you've you got a hell of a story. Then. You've got a hell of a story, mate. And you know, 100%. we get on like a house on fire. It would only be right. So yeah, it'd be a good episode, mate. Uh, yeah. You just tell me the when, mate. I'll be there. Sunday, Sunday is good as well. Sundays are good for me, mate. So you just let me know if you, even if you, someone pulls out, mate, you give me a ring. Yeah, yeah, no, I definitely will. I definitely will. You'll be the first port caller, I say. Yeah, top man. I want to thank you for Appreciate tonight, mate. Thank, right, thank right, you mate. for watching. I'll, um, I'll see you all soon. All right. Take it easy, my friend. Good night, brother.
Cheers. Callum Mace, there you go. Thank you to Callum for joining us. Uh, I really appreciate that. So if you've got any questions, ladies and gentlemen, I'm happy to just very, very quickly answer them because we had a very slightly different show this evening. Obviously, we uh, normally it's just me ranting. But uh, today we had a, a guest, which I enjoyed, promote the new series of my story a little bit as well, which I like. Um, you're right, Cardiff City have had some dreadful owners over the years, absolute dreadful owners. Um, and it's just kind of one of them things. Um, what I will say, and I just like if you bear with me again, uh, just for a second, my friends and my my my, my Ace Nation army. Um, today's episode of Me, Myself, and I is brought to you by Manscaped, uh, who is the best below the waist grooming champions of the world. Uh, Manscaped offers precision engineer tools for your family jewels. Manscaped just launched their fourth generation trimmer, the Lawn Mower 4.0, as seen here. And uh, you heard it right. That's the fourth version. You can join over 4 million, 4 million men worldwide who trust Manscaped and these products. Um, I got an exclusive offer at the moment for you guys. You get 20% off and free worldwide shipping with the code Ace Nation. You can see it at the bottom, Ace Nation. You get 20% off free worldwide shipping. And I honestly now, um, so one of the reasons why we don't always have a sponsor on this show and the other shows is because basically I don't want to shill or sell or try and promote stuff to you guys that I don't believe in um, or that I haven't tried or that I don't rate as a product or a company. And what I can say is with Manscaped, um, they sent me this precision pack. So we had like the lawnmower 4.0. It had the ball toner, the deodorant, anti-chafing deodorant. Um, and it uh, comes with like a, this really nice charger and stuff like that. And it's really, really good. Um, and look, as much as we maybe as men wouldn't always um, like to kind of admit it, you know, at various points you might have had a trim. And there's been many a time where I've snagged myself a little bit. And what I can say is the lawn lawnmower 4.0 will not happen with that. It's got a little, uh, it's got like a torch on it as well, so you can see what you're doing. So you can see the torch on there. It's uh, it's proper quality. Now, what I will say to you is, again, it is top of the range equipment. There's a lot of uh, a lot of good stuff um, within it. Uh, Manscape engineered the ultimate in groin body trimmer. By focusing on intelligent functionality, incredible, comfortable grooming experience, the fourth-generation four, trimmer features cutting-edge uh, ceramic blade to reduce grooming accidents thanks to their advanced safe skin technology, and I absolutely feel confident using it. I also used it to uh, to trim my beard the other day. I used to do my beard first, just to be clear. But no, honestly, now uh, I cannot speak highly enough of the products, and also. Um, their boxer shorts, which they sent me a nice pair of boxer shorts. Their boxer shorts um, were absolutely unbelievable. I was so surprised just at the quality of them. The material is really breathable, top quality equipment, top quality gear. And at the end of the day, your private parts are private, but also they're the most important part of your body. So why wouldn't you look after them? Why wouldn't you treat them the way they should be treated? 
Um, and it's not just for men, it's for women as well. They do uh, all the same stuff for female uh, females. And um, I, uh, yeah, spot on. Um, I used the uh, the toner the other day, and I will finish with this. That was life changing. I was like, why haven't I been doing this? Why haven't I been using this when I have a shower for the last 40 years? I'm 40 and I'd never used a toner. And it was life changing. Absolutely unbelievable. It's time to get your own hair and body trimmer with Manscaped to make some me time the best time and enhance your confidence with some nice, smooth boys. You can shave any part of your body with it. Get 20% off free shipping worldwide with the code ACENATION at manscaped.com. Your balls, your body will thank you. Please support the channel by supporting our brand partners. And also they sell, you know, they sell clothing, they sell um, cologne, they sell normal razors, all sorts of products to help you look after your grooming needs. So, as ever, we, and you know, I thank them for sponsoring the show. I really love it. And then, look, they sponsor some of the biggest podcasts in the world. So I'm absolutely delighted to have them uh, have them join us uh, as a as a brand partner. You know, that's that's that, and I think that says a lot of how far we've come as a group of people. We've come, we've we've got there together. We've grown organically, and um, I love it. I thank you all for the support, as always. Um, shortlist, three potential managers for the Cardiff City job. So do you want, Richie, my shortlist of who I would like to see, like my three? Or do you think, do you want the shortlist of who I think is the Cardiff three, like who they, they are going to get? Uh, if you tell me that, and I'll tell you which one I think, I'll give you my three. Um, I'm not going to do both, but... Um, I'll give you a, a three. Um, because I think like Chris Wilder's probably still in there, still in there with a shout. Um okay, any more questions before I wrap us up? Do 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 da, 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 da. let's have a look. Three potential managers. Uh, how long do you give Xavi Javi as Cardiff City uh, Barcelona manager? He's not Cardiff City manager. Um I think Barcelona have got issues on and off the pitch. So I believe that it probably it's, it is difficult. They've lost, they haven't got the same quality that they once had, but they have got some incredible young footballers. So I do think that, um, yeah, I think that it's, it's, I think, I think you'll do well. I do think you'll do well. Um, I just not. I wouldn't say it's like a nailed on hundred percent. I think it's a there's a possibility that it might go horribly wrong in under a year. But you know he's going to have the respect of the people of the players, and then it's down to them to you know to play their best and and show what they can do because they've got some of their young footballers. They've got there just incredible, unreal footballers. Um, Donna Perry says, uh, what do you think about West Ham beating Liverpool? I thought it was phenomenal. I absolutely, um, I texted Rodri last night and said, United should have kept David Moyes, should have given him time. Because, you know, ultimately he's showing that he's able to adapt with the times, evolve. And he's also, 
Now he's doing a tremendous job at Aston uh, at West Ham. If West Ham were to make the Champions League this year, I really I believe that that is about as good an achievement as winning the league with United or Man City or someone like that. Because for them to oust one of those top four clubs is unreal. I do think if it could fall into place for them though, if Brendan Rodgers goes to Leicester, like some of the reports said today. If sorry, if Brendan Rodgers leaves Leicester to go to Manchester United mid-season, that could be the undoing of Leicester's season. That could leave a little gap for 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 Leicester uh, for West Ham to break, you know, to to really hold on to that top four spot this season. Uh, Craig says Wilder's Borough manager. I wasn't sure if it's been confirmed, mate, but yeah, I think he's very likely. Um, so, uh, Rich, uh, Richie said, who's my three, who would be my three on the shortlist? So, my shortlist is simple, mate, really. My shortlist would be Jody Morris, Roy Keane, probably Craig Bellamy, I think, would probably be my third, even though I obviously said what I said earlier about... I don't think it's likely. Um, they're the three which excite me. I would say there's there's a couple of co- there's a couple of players, uh, coaches, managers who I think you know I wouldn't be disappointed if they were appointed, but they're the three which if they take over, I'm excited as a as a Cardiff fan. There's you know the the Beals, Michael Beal, I think would be a good appointment. Um, Flynn doesn't inspire me but I wouldn't be like devastated like if Warnock takes back over or Neil Harris takes over I'd be genuinely gutted like I think uh, Flynn doesn't quite fall into that category but he's not what who I would go for um, I think yeah Michael Beals won this just kind of just off the off kilter um, but apart from that yeah like Jody Morris is really one which I fancy Bellamy, Roy Keane, as I said, I really think because I want someone to come in and change the mentality of the football club. Um, there's too many players who are coasting. A couple of outsiders who I like: uh, Hasselbank, Eddie Newton, uh, maybe Frank Lampard. I guess I think Steve Morrison has shown a couple of like he's shown a little bit that maybe he's in with a shout. Not having Chris Chris Newton, I don't think he's the right fit. I think he's a good manager, but I don't think he's the right fit for Cardiff. Um, but yeah, that would be probably be my Eddie Newton and uh, yeah, like I said, uh, Jody Morris, Hasselbank, Robbie Fowler. I think he's probably got an out good outside chance as well. Um, Craig Sullivan says I've said all along, Moyes would be still be at Man United if he'd now done a Fergie if given time. Uh, it had a massive rebuild, and uh, he was not given the time to do it. Yeah, 100%. Um, Donna Perry, I'm surprised Eddie Howe went to Newcastle. Yeah, I, I'm not, just simply because I think it's it's like a transition. So he's there to take them from relegation fodder to top 10 Europe, Europa League spots, maybe spend a bit of money, and then the next appointment will be the one to try and take him into the charity, uh, Champions League and stuff like that. Um, guys, absolute pleasure as always to be joined by you. Please do check out manscaped.com 
and um, see if there's anything on there. Like we've got a month's uh, trial with them and the more people we can get using those codes, the better. Um, but as always, I appreciate your time. Massive thank you to Cullen for joining me. Um, as always, look forward to releasing my story series three with uh, with him. Really interesting, massively interesting episode. Got a hell of a story. And of course, I think uh, Cullen's a, a, a massive example whereby just because you've made mistakes, like serious mistakes, earlier in your life doesn't mean you cannot turn them into something positive later down the line and try and make a difference to people's lives and that's exactly what Cullen does day in day out with his work and also with his podcast every Sunday the Central Club please do check it out and have a look most of all check out my stuff Friday myself and Rodri Giggs will be live talking the, the week's football maybe Cardiff will have a manager by then you never know. Maybe, you know, all these football clubs will have appointed their managers going into the uh, into the international break. I believe Manchester United should have appointed their manager. Uh, they should have sacked out Oligan Solskjaer now so they have time to get ready for January, but they won't. They'll wait until they're out of everything. Appreciate you all. Take care. Be safe. Be good. Don't be a dick. Podcast Network.